This evening we're going to find ourselves in, I think, two passages this morning. Romans chapter 1 this evening. Romans chapter 1 and then Galatians chapter 2. Romans chapter 1. If you, if you found it, would you stand with me as we read uh, this text this evening? Romans chapter 1, then Galatians chapter 2. Let's, read, let's begin reading in verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For then therein is righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, They glorified Him, not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me, and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for it is righteousness come by the law, and then Christ is dead in vain. Father, we come to you this evening thankful for the wonderful day that we've had in your house here. So thankful for the history, the legacy, the life, the future of Eastland. Father, I pray that you'd bless each and every one that's here this evening, their families. Father, the ministries here. Father, I pray that as we look to your word this evening, as I try to make sense of some of these thoughts and some of these ideas here this evening, Father, that you would help us to see the truth of your word. Father, how we make application to our lives. 
For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Let me read a couple other scripture this evening. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 8. The Bible says, But now ye also put off these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Romans chapter 6 and verse 11, Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, Therefore we are buried with Him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of His death, we shall also be in the likeness of His resurrection. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6, And hath raised us up together, and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 13, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be of Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been made, all made, to drink in one Spirit. Romans chapter 6, read that one already. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 21, And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now have He reconciled in the body of His flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable, unprovable in His sight. Romans chapter 6 and verse 8, Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall live with Him. And knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in, he, in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Romans chapter 6 and verse 11, Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. This evening I looked at quite a few of these scriptures and we come to Romans chapter 1 and we read some of the passages here and we could read down through the remainder of the chapter and we won't do so for the sake of time this evening. And a lot of times people will come to Romans chapter 1 and, and will say, well that automatically uh, points our attention to uh, those that God gave over to reprobate mind and we would start looking at uh, sometimes people would say the sin of homosexuality, that we would look back at Sodom and Gomorrah and, and we would see uh, some of that that took place there. I'm mindful, though, what Ezekiel said about Sodom and Gomorrah in Ezekiel chapter 16 and verse 40, uh, 48 and 49. As I live, saith the Lord God, Sodom thy sister hath not done, neither, excuse me, she nor her daughters, as thou hast done, thou and thy daughters. Behold, this was a great iniquity of thy sister Sodom. It wasn't homosexuality. The great sin, Ezekiel said, was pride, fullness of bread, abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. 
neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. And they were haughty, committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw God. You know, we look at the Christian life. We, if we stopped and talked about the Christian life, I think we could say that Christian living has changed a great deal over the last 2,000 years. I think we would say, uh, there could be some even here that we could say Christian living has changed over the course of 50 years. There's some things that are acceptable now that wasn't acceptable 30 years ago, 50 years ago. Holy living looks different now than it did 50 years ago. Separated living looks different now than it did 25, 50 years ago. So we can look back at 2,000 years ago, and we can see where the Bible says, come out from among them and be separate. We, we understand God calls us to be holy because He is holy. And I look at the Christian life and look at my life and lives of my friends and those that we may be associated with, and it's amazing how much stuff has changed over the years. Sure, Christian living has changed, and holiness has changed, and righteousness has changed, and separated living has changed. But God hasn't changed. Not at all. We come back to the Word of God, and we want the Word of God to be the foundation of our, our life, of our practice, the way we serve God, the way we live for God really has to be filtered through the pages of this book. Now, I can have my opinions, and you can have your opinions, but what matters is what the Bible says. And there's a tug of war sometimes in life. Have you noticed that? No doubt we have through the generations and our children or our grandchildren or our grandparents, and we, we see the tug of war taking place when it comes to Christian living. Or living a separated life for Christ, or holy living, however we would want to call that. And uh, this isn't a, a message, or this isn't a talk about, hey, let's let's go back to what we did 50 years ago or a thousand years ago. It's really a message about uh, salvation that God saves us and He changed our lives. And there could be a, a good number, there are a good number here this evening, and there's probably a lot of different people on different, uh, different journeys. Uh, story my dad, after he was saved, Brother Hardy led him to the Lord. I believe the story goes, and I think my mom's here this evening. I, I don't know, I didn't see her when I came in. She in here? Up oh, there you are. Hey, Mom, how are you? It's good to see you in church finally. You need to come to church. Mom's been out of church for about two years, she told me. And so health and different circumstances and what have you. And uh, she told me she, wanted, she was going to come to church today whether I came or not. So I'm glad she's here. And um, just she's going to get on to me. Mom, you need this.
Dad got saved. I believe the next day was Saturday morning, got up to eat a cereal and drink a can of beer. Well, you can't do that and be saved. You know, we start thinking about Christian life and living for Christ and what one person says or what another person says. And, and God's not silent on the way we should live our lives. He's not silent. And it may not be popular with the day in which we live. It may not be popular in your home. But God's Word is, is sure. And He gives us direction. And He gives us a way to live our lives. People struggle with sin, don't we? I do. Um, uh, the ugly man rears his head in my life sometimes and I get prideful or I want to lie, try to skirt the issue. Think about what Ezekiel said about Sodom, about the abundance of idleness. Isn't it crazy how idle we can be in the 21st century? We have all the conveniences of life. And yet people sit there and scroll on Facebook or Twitter or whatever else is out there. TikTok and they're just abundance of idleness could be said about the day in which we live today. I think about what that idleness causes in our lives or pride causes in our life. And how it, how it makes us, or how it distracts us from living our life for Christ. He's given so much to us. Salvation and a new life. We're predestined to be conformed into the image of our Son. We understand when He saves us, He begins a work in us that he'll, He's faithful to perform to the, to the day when we're all with Him. I, I, I can't wait for that day. I, I can't wait to peel off my sin nature. I can't wait to not have to have the struggle that I have. But I probably invite way too much of that into my life. Because of idleness because of a haughty spirit or pride, as the Bible would even talk about. This is a thought here this evening. We're in Romans chapter 1. Let me just maybe read a couple more verses here this morning, maybe just this evening. Verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. Neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. So I read this scripture. I, I want to make some application to my life, and you just get to be a witness of it here this evening. And if it helps you along the way, then it would for sure, no doubt, coming from the Lord. But there's times in my life, and maybe times in your life, you'd have to testify to that. But there's probably times in our lives that we don't glorify God as God. I know we're at church. We're not supposed to say that. But it's true. Yeah. Because this is a thing. When, when we choose to sin, when we choose to violate God's command, when we choose to go after our own passions, our own appetites, we're not glorifying Him as God. 
We talk a lot about people not being thankful. I won't. Then it says it became vain in their imagination. So what does that mean? To become vain. With us it means to be elated or to be self-conceited. Barnes says this. Or to seek praise from others. The meaning here seems to be they became foolish. Frivolous in their thoughts and reasonings. They acted foolishly. They employed themselves in useless or frivolous questions and the effect of them which lead to the mind further and further from the truth respecting God. Became vain. They became foolish, foolish thinking. Imaginations. Barnes goes on, tells us here, the word means properly thoughts, then reasonings, and also disputations. Perhaps our word speculations would convey its meaning here implies that they were unwilling to honor God and being unwilling to honor Him, they commenced those speculations which resulted in their vain and foolish opinions about idols and various rites of idolatrous worship. One of the things I think would be true in the day in which we live today, I'm thankful we live in America. The greatest country in the world, I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the freedom. We get to celebrate that uh, this next weekend, 4th of July, and all that that tells. But we would probably say that America's kind of drifted from the foundation. Uh, Drifted from the way it was established upon Judeo-Christian principles and, and... You can have all the debates and everything else, and I think we would say that, yeah, it's not what it used to be. The thing I think about our churches. I think we need to be careful that we don't allow our churches to drift, to go down the wrong path, to make the wrong choices, to disregard the teaching of God's Word for something else or something new or something that's more acceptable more palatable to the day in which we live, mankind today, you stand true on the Word of God. I think about Christian living when I think about the life that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. I think about the struggles that I have in my own life sometimes, and I come to this question. And this this question that I ask in in as I compass everything that we talked about, all these verses and these thoughts I, I've put forth to us here this evening, maybe I'll just see what we read in Romans and, and following verses here. Maybe we just see the, the tragic results of dethroning our Lord. The one that saved us. He becomes our Lord. He's our Savior. King of kings and lords of lords. We, 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 we see that He is high and lifted up. He, is, he rules the universe. We understand that. But, you know, when we came and we established America years ago, we kind of got away from the kings and the queens and that type of stuff. And we have the democracy. And we, we kind of don't have the idea of what it is to live underneath that type of authority. Oh, we have our homes and we have our businesses and we understand authority. I think we really do understand authority in our lives. But when it comes to our Christian living, I think we 
we, we miss the point sometimes. Sometimes I struggle with the authority of God's Word in my life. What, you mean I'm, I'm not supposed to use the Lord's name in vain? You mean I'm not supposed to laugh at those funny jokes? Uh, it, it, it's not really that bad. It, it's okay if I do this. I, I know the preacher says we can't do this, or the Sunday school teacher says we shouldn't live this way, but it's not really that bad. It, it's, it's not really my heart. I'm, I still love Jesus. I still love the Lord. Well, the danger that we have in our lives when we dethrone God in our life, there's some things that comes into our lives when we dethrone them. And I know that sounds strong because we're at church on a Sunday night and none of us would say, oh, I'm dethroning God. But we do. Unfortunately. Maybe not intentionally, maybe not with those brash of words here this evening, but I, I see what they did in verse 21. They became vain in their imaginations. I, I can look at the situation, I can look at the Word of God, I can, I can look at the interpretation of passages, and I say, well, that, that was for them back then. It's not for me here today. But yet we see a God that is holy. We see a God that is separated. And we see a God who wants His people to live the same way. And when we dethrone God in our life, when we, when we, when we, when we place ourselves upon that throne, there, there are some things that comes into our lives. We, we, we could see that we would remove God's blessing from our lives because now we're not living our life in obedience to God. We're not, he's not our Lord. He's, he's our Savior, but he's not, he, we're not living in obedience to Him. When, when, we, when we become our own king, when we are upon our own throne here, we, we have God's blessings removed from our life. We find ourselves in sin. In fact, later on in the chapter, we read some other verses in Colossians that we're supposed to put off anger, wrath, and malice, and blasphemy, filthy communications from our mouth. Well, that, that's just, that's for them. No, that's for us here today also. To live a life separated for Him. When we keep God on the throne, when we allow Him to be on his, in His rightful place in our life, then we have security in our life, we have safety in our life, we have protection, we have the joy that passeth all understanding, we have happiness in our lives. But what happens sometimes, we, we get to a place of living our lives and we're saying, well, I, just, I, don't, I don't buy into all this stuff. I, I, I look at what, and probably religion has not done a whole lot to help us in that situation. Because we have man-made rules and standards and all those type of things. And, and sometimes we, we, we balk at those things and we feel like that is keeping us being restricted from serving God the way we want to serve God. And so we can look at those things. My encouragement to you this evening as we read through Romans and some of these verses is, is don't dethrone God in your life. I know that's a real simple thought. And really, it's a, a bold statement, yeah. but we're probably guilty of that. Because of our abundance of idleness, we may be on our Facebook, and we may go to one video, to another video, to another video. Our internet history browsing records probably would tell a whole different story, whether God's on our throne or not.
Telegram or Instagram or those other things. Can, can I tell you, you'll never commit adultery if God stays on the throne. You'll, you'll, ne you'll never commit fornication if God is on the throne. God is on the throne. You'll never respond in, in the anger, something that's hurtful to someone else. You just start looking at God being on the throne. And, and, and there's times that we could, well, I'm frustrated about this. My wife won't do this. My husband won't do this. So I have to go find it somewhere else. I'm telling you, when God's on the throne, you won't do that. In Romans, in verse 21, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. Neither were they thankful, but they were, became vain in their imaginations. Their foolish heart was dark. And I, I think about some of the younger generations. The tide of uh, Christianity across the United States and the world, really, and how fast things are sweeping aside. And, and you look at some of the things. I, I know some of the older people look at the, these things and would say, man, I never thought it would be this bad. And then there's some of us who would look, how bad is it going to be for our grandkids or our great-grandkids or down the road? How bad is it going to be? I, it, as a church, as a, as a people of God, let, let me encourage you, keep God on the throne. You, you, think about the Scripture. Not, not Scripture, that wasn't a Scripture. The song. I need thee, oh I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. I need thee every hour. Stay now thereby. Temptations lose their power when thou art nigh. Think about life. Life happens. I think about Moses. Moses, we see he lost his temper. We, we could look at Abraham. We could look at where he made failures. We could look at David when he made fa failures. And we could look at Peter. We could look at Fergus Tunnell and talk about that a long time tonight. But every time I've fallen to temptation, I took him off his throne. Are you saying we can live a sinless life of perfection? No. That's sin nature. We, we can't. But you, we make a concentrated effort to keep God on His throne. We won't fall as much. Yeah. We won't have families that are broken. Wives or husbands that are hurt. Grandkids that are broken hearted. Loved ones that are just shaking their heads at us. Where did he ever go wrong? What did he do? What does she do? When, when I think about what Galatians talk about, being crucified with Christ. Because I'm crucified Christ, I can live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. He gives us the strength. He gives us the ability to live for Him on a daily basis. But it's keeping Him on that throne. 
Look at the fruit of the Spirit and what we produce because of the Christianity that we have because of the Spirit of God living within us. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. And we, we can start looking at Brother Drell in Sunday school class. I don't know if all the Sunday school classes were in that lesson today, but man, it's great. That, that's what we should have in our lives. And we, we should be living for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let me just ask this question. When's the last time you dethroned God in your life. Because it happens. We look good. We sound good. Our families are thankful. We're thankful. I'm telling you, God, God wants us to live for Him every day of our life. Think about the gospel message in which we have to give to a lost and dying world. This world needs Christians living for God. They, they need this, this world needs people to know that this thing's real. It's just not a Sunday thing. It's just not a Wednesday thing. It, it is life. It, it is, and, and some Christians need to realize they need to be happy about living for Christ. <laughs> If, if you know me, you know I have fun. I have a great time. But there's times I can have a great time and I kind of push God aside. I just need to be careful I don't push God aside. I need Him every hour. Every hour I need Him. Where's God in your life? On the throne? Sometimes in our Christian life we go, well, I didn't, I didn't go to the bar Friday night after work. I didn't go tie one on. I'm okay. No, that, that's not the measurement. That's the measurement. Does he have the proper place in your life? Well, I, I came to church this morning. I sang. I raised my hand. Well, that, you can do that. But is he on your throne? Are you doing that because there's other people watching or here for you? His life in us. Yeah. Just a few thoughts that helped me out. You'll have to tell me if it helped you out or not. Let's all stand.